0: وَلَمَّا جَاءَ عِيسَىٰ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ قَالَ قَدْ جِئْتُكُمْ بِالْحِكْمَةِ وَلِأُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ So we inshaAllah today are going to complete the tafsir of Surat al uh, the early on in the week or the week before we had done the first half of Surat Al-Layl and now inshallah ta'ala we're going to start from the statement of Allah azza wa jalla naran talaza fa anthartukum i have warned you of a fire talaza talaza Imam ibn jarir he said as mujahid said rahimahumullah ta'ala tawahhaj that it is completely, it's a burning blaze, it's completely on fire, in flames I have warned you of a fire that is in flames la illa al-ashqa. As for the statement فَأَنذَرْتُكُمْ naran For example, there are ahadith in this regard from the ahadith of An-Nu'man ibn Bashir and others uh, there is a hadith at the Prophet in Muslim Imam Ahmed that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He warned the people of the fire to the extent that even the people in the marketplaces Would hear his warning and from even the people far away from his masjid would hear Him and hear his warning to the people of the fire what is the meaning of la yaslaha? Because what it would first uh, be taken to mean, or what you would first understand from it, is that none will enter it. La yaslaha. None will enter it except for al-ashqa. Now, the first issue we're going to deal with is this word yaslaha. So it has two meanings that come in the Quran. One is entering the fire, and one is being completely surrounded and encased by it and burning in it. As for what the scholars they say, al wal the, the fire surrounding them and being in the fire forever, then. None of the people of Iman will have the punishment of being in the fire forever Anyone who died from the people of a tawheed From the people who worshipped Allah Azza alone and with no partner And they brought the minimum conditions that are required for a person to remain as a Muslim That person will not remain in the fire forever They will not remain in the fire forever But they may enter the fire, wal'ayadu billah, for a period of time they may enter the fire for a period of time. So, this word, la yasulaha, it comes with both of these two meanings uh, entering into the fire and being completely surrounded by it and burning within it or burning within it. La illa al-ashqa. None will enter it or none will burn within it except for al-ashqa. Al-Ashqa comes from the word shaqi and it's on the pattern afdal, tafdeel meaning the most wretched لا يصلها إلا ashqa but here the scholars of tafsir they differed is the meaning here of Al-Ashqa does it mean the most wretched or does it just simply mean someone who is wretched meaning لا يصلاها إلا الشقي no one will enter it except for the wretched person or does it mean the one that is the most uh, the most wretched what it appears is that it doesn't here mean the most wretched it doesn't here mean the most even though أفضل the pattern أشقى, like, which is on the pattern afdal, it can mean the most but it's also sometimes used in the Quran and other in 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 also before in Arabic poetry to mean the characteristic itself. So لا يصلها إلا الأشقى لا يصلها إلا الشقي. No one enters it except for the شقي. However, the, the scholars who said لا يصلها إلا الأشقى that it means the most wretched, none will enter it except for the most wretched How did they reconcile between that and the fact that there will be people who enter the fire um, of different levels of wretchedness and different severity of disbelief in the sight of Allah So how how could we possibly reconcile the ayah if the word Ashqa means the most wretched Nobody will enter the fire except for the most wretched. Then they said here that the most wretched here. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mean that. They all. Ha- it doesn't necessarily have to refer to one person or one group of people. Only that all of them are equally wretched, like they're equally bad. So it doesn't have to refer to just one uh, kind of person or one group of people. None will enter it except for the most wretched rather it can also refer to many different types of people all of whom are wretched but they aren't they're all as bad as each other that, that's one way that you could reconcile but the easier way or the easiest uh, explanation is to say that the word ashqa here it doesn't mean the most wretched but it means except one who is wretched and that has evidence in poetry like the statement of the poet tamanna an amuta wa in amut bi he said this is he said that a group of men wish for me to die and if i were to die then this is a path that i am not awhad meaning i am not wahid i'm not the only one who will experience it so in any case, this is a proof from poetry for the use of the word at التفضيل or the pattern aftal, like ashqa to use it to mean uh, the description itself to mean the sifa itself يعني شقي. لا إلا الشقي. No one will enter it except for the one who is wretched and the one who is wretched can be of many different levels of severity different levels of disbelief can include also the believer who had committed major sins? Uh, all of these things are I mean, are possible if we take the word ashqa that it doesn't mean the most wretched, but it means the wretched one. لا يصلها إلا الَّذي كذب وتولى. الَّذي كذب وتولى. The one who denies and turns away. The one who denies and turns away. Now here. Uh, denying and turning away the, the reason these two are mentioned together is the denial is a denial of the heart disbelief that starts off in the heart and turning away is the action of the limbs that results from that disbelief in the heart so illa الاشقى, none will enter it except for the, the, w- the wretched one the one who denied and turned away so if We say the one who denied and turned away is the disbeliever. Then how can we reconcile between this and the fact that there will be some Muslims who are punished in the fire? Then this is to say that the word yasla, as we said, has two meanings. One is generally to enter the fire, and the other one is to be completely surrounded and to be burnt within it uh, forever, and that will only be for the disbeliever. So the one who disbelieved in Allah Azza wa and the one who turned away completely from the religion of Islam that person will be punished in the fire forever As for the Muslim who will enter the fire because of some of the sins that they did if Allah wishes, he will forgive them and if Allah wishes, he will punish them and if they're punished, they will not be punished in there forever the one who denied with his heart and turned away with his limbs or with his actions denied with his heart and turned away بأعماله, with his actions and the أتقى will be kept away from it وسيجنب وسيجنب the will be kept away from it the atqa will be kept away from it so the atqa is in the same pattern as the word ashqa so the same discussion is going to be mentioned here but atqa it comes from atqwa and we've already mentioned At-Taqwa previously in these tafsir classes and we've said that At-Taqwa is to put a barrier between you and between something that you're scared of and in islam to put a barrier between you and between the punishment of allah his anger his curse and the hellfire so here again if it refers to al atqa the most the people of the most taqwa will be kept away from it the people of the most taqwa this is where some of the scholars of tafsir they said the ayah, they said nazalat fi abi bakr it was re- it was it was revealed about abu bakr al siddiq radiyallahu anhu because Abu Bakr al-Siddiq is the most uh, has the most taqwa after the Prophets and the Messengers They said that this that the one with the most taqwa will be kept away from it. They said this ayah was revealed about Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. However, we're gonna say the same thing again that the word atqa here doesn't have to mean the most. And the most the more apparent meaning here is that Al atqa is at taqi the person of taqwa among whom no doubt Abu Bakr is among the most deserving of the people to be described with that Radiallahu الله عنه, is the best of the Sahaba uh, af- and the best of the people after the Prophets and the Messengers والسلام, is Abu Bakr no doubt but there's no need to limit this ayah only to Abu Bakr if we say that the word Atqa doesn't mean the most but it means at the person of Taqwa so the person of Taqwa Will be kept away from it, and among the people of Taqwa, and among the most deserving of the people to be described with that description is Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, رضي الله عنه. The one who gave his wealth, يتزكى, purifying, purifying it. Here. Uh, there's a very, very important statement of Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah taala. Ibn Kathir, he said, يصرف ماله في طاعة ربه ليزكي نفسه وماله وما وهبه الله من دين ودنيا. He said, the person spends their wealth in obedience to their Lord, in order to purify themselves and their wealth. And what Allah has given them from their religion and their dunya. What's very important about this statement of Ibn Kathir is that Ibn Kathir didn't restrict this zakah here to mean purifying the wealth. Rather, the zakah purifies the wealth and it purifies the person as well. How does giving charity purify a person? We understand it purifies the wealth. We understand one of the reasons of, one of the purposes of zakah is to purify the wealth from the unknown elements that might have touched it from the haram, from the things that were not right it purifies the wealth but how does it purify the person? it purifies the person by keeping them away from al-bukhl stinginess, shuh uh, being uh, self-centered not caring about other people having a hard heart All of these things are purified by giving sadaqah. All of them are purified by sadaqah, by sadaqat, by giving charity. So subhanAllah, one of the things we see from this is that charity is not something that just purifies your wealth. Charity is something that purifies your heart. It softens your heart. It brings about purity of the heart. It brings about forgiveness uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It brings about a cure for some of the sicknesses of the heart. As well as purifying the person's wealth. So, here there's no need for us to limit the ayah, يتزكى, the one who gives his wealth purifying, there's no need for us to limit it to purifying the wealth only. Rather, purifying the wealth and purifying the self. So, that tells us that a sadaqah is from the means to achieve tazkiyatul nafs, purification of the self. Then we come to the statement of Allah جل, وَمَا لأحد عِنْدَهُ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ تجزاء. This is a very important ayah. We're going to take a little bit of time to understand this ayah properly. So this ayah is still describing al Al-Atqa. It's describing the person with the most taqwa or it's describing the people of taqwa. If we said it's the person with the most taqwa, the, a huge number of the scholars they said this ayah was re- or these ayat were revealed about Abu Bakr, as Siddiq, i.e., the person with the most taqwa after the Prophets and the Messengers, was Salat. So, in any case, whether we're talking about Abu Bakr as an individual or we're talking about people of taqwa in general, the first description is a taqwa, protecting themselves from the punishment of Allah. The second description is الَّذِي malahu The one who gives their wealth to purify themselves and to purify their wealth. Now let's start with just the words. There is no one. Regarding him. That has any favor. That can be repaid. There is no one that has a favor over him that to be repaid. There is no one that has a favor over him to be repaid. What does this mean? Uh, the scholars of Tafsir they had two opinions with regard to this. The majority they they spoke about it in the past, but they both the both of the two opinions are very similar to each other in a general sense. They, they refer to the fact that when a person gives this this charity. They have no. There's nothing that they're paying back. There's no favor they're paying back. There's no favor that they are paying back. When you think about this, imagine if someone did you a very did a good deed to you, for you, did something nice to you, kind to you. You feel a need to pay them back. It might be that you give them some help, maybe even sadaqa, maybe even zakah because you remember that in better times they helped you out that's not the description here there is no one that has a favor over them in other words the wealth that they give is completely for Allah there is no reason for them to give it, there's no expectation for them to give it, there's no favor that's being done that they're repaying back it is something that is purely for Allah We only feed you for the sake of Allah We don't want any reward from you or any thanks There's no jaza, it's not مُكَافَأة It's not مُكَافَأة where they did something for you then you do something for them And this ayah can be used as In fact, first of all, we'll, before we talk about that we'll talk about the second opinion which is that this relates to the future, meaning that the person gives. The majority of the scholars they said in the past, meaning they're giving without any favors having been done to them in the past. That's the opinion of the majority of the scholars of tafsir, Ibn Kathir and others, rahimahullah taala wa rahimallahu jamir. They said that no favor has been done for them in the past as a reason for them to give the money that they're giving There's no favour being done for them The second opinion is that it refers to the future Meaning that they're not waiting for a favour in return They're not waiting for a favour in return They're not waiting for someone to do something in return So there's nothing being done for them in the past Nor are they expecting anything to be done in the future and one of the things you can see about these two opinions is that they're complementary They don't have to contradict each other So we can take them both together inshallah and say that they're both correct The person has had no favour done to them in the past To justify the sadaqah they give Nor are they expecting any favour in the future uh, In return for the sadaqah that they've given And that is ihsan when it comes to sadaqah It's the highest level of Iman as it relates to the Sadaqah as for the person who is Mukafi' they give what is given to them then this person has done good there's Khair, you know somebody uh, did what is done for them like someone did good for you and you did good in return someone was kind to you you did kindness in return someone helped you out when things were difficult for you so you help them out when things are difficult for them this is a good thing And there's nothing wrong with that That's a praiseworthy attribute That we all should develop that habit Of, of, of that we try to repay someone back Like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi He said in an authentic hadith "Man صَنَعَ إِلَيْكُم مَعْرُوفًا Whoever does a good deed for you Something good for you Try to pay him back فَإِن لَمْ تَجِدُوا مَا تُكَافِئُونَهُ فَدْعُوا He said that if you don't find what you can pay them back with, then make dua for them until you think that you have paid them back. You make dua for you pay them back in dua. But the most complete example of iman that deserves to be said for al-atqa, the one with the most taqwa, is to say that this person gives their sadaqah without any favour having been done for them in the past and without expecting anything in the future they don't expect dua, they don't want dua even in this you see some people when they give sadaqah they'll say like someone will say oh can I give you something back You say no don't give me anything just your dua even this is better that a person doesn't say it if they want to achieve the highest level of iman as it and ihsan as it relates to sadaqah they don't even ask for du'a in return Because du'a can pay you back Like the Prophet ﷺ said فَدْعُوا لَهُ Then make du'a for that person فَدْعُوا, uh, فَدْعُوا uh, لَهُ حَتَّى تَرَوْا أَنَّكُمْ قَدْ Until you see that you've paid them back So even du'a could be considered to be a way of A person being paid back for the good that they've done That I'm just giving you this, just make du'a for me Rather, even better than that is you don't ask them for anything You give them without having anything having been done to you in the past Or for you in the past And you don't expect anything from it in the future Also here, uh, there is one thing Or a limit here mentioned in the ayah And that is A favour that can be paid back Because there are some favours people do for you, you can never pay them back Like uh, inviting you to Islam or a person being guided to Islam through someone This is a ni'mah you can't, you can't repay it You can't give it back uh, This is something that the, the, they can only receive the reward from it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's what some of the scholars they said They said that here the favors that are mentioned are the favors that can be paid back Like somebody gave you some help financial help somebody was there for you when you needed them, and so on. But this ayah has a broader understanding to it. And that is that this ayah indicates that if you want to reach for the highest levels of iman, you should not be in the habit of taking things from anyone, or taking favors from anyone, or asking favors from anyone ever. This person has no one that owes them a favor No one that did a favor for them And even though This has to have some limits in the understanding uh, Because uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Himself Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam, He used to uh, Try to give back If someone gave him something He would try to give it back and so on uh, you can't, you can't uh, live without having Sometimes people do things for you Acts of kindness But not seeking acts of kindness from anyone This is Ihsan Not seeking an act of kindness from anyone Or expecting an act of kindness from anyone And that is the highest level of sincerity and Ihsan In this, in this particular area That you don't ask for a favour from anybody and you don't expect a favor from anyone. You give and you don't mind if the people accept it from you or don't accept it, if they give return or they don't ever think of you again. If they have good words to say or bad words to say, it doesn't make any difference to you because you did it solely for the sake of Allah <laughs> Only for Allah's sake. It's narrated from the Prophet in a hadith uh, narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi. The Imam At-Tirmidhi narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he said مَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَنَا يَدْ إِلَّا كَفَأْنَاهُ مَا خَلَى أَبِي بَكَرَ فَإِنَّ لَهُ عِنْدَنَا يَدًا يُكَافِئُهُ اللَّهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أوكَ مَقَالَ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said There is no one that has any favor over me except that I've paid them back The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Except that I've repaid them Except for Abu Bakr For Abu Bakr." Did me a favor that Allah will pay him back for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The hadith in a tirmidhi and Sheikh Al-Albani said it's on sahih. It's an authentic hadith. That everyone who's ever done a favor for me, I paid them back. I gave them back. Except for Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr has a favor that only Allah Azza wa Jal, He will give him the reward for it Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And that's from the, the virtue of Abu Bakr. And many of the scholars of Tafsir, they said these ayat were revealed about Abu Bakr. So it's not surprising that we should find that in that context. But what I wanted to take is that the Prophet ﷺ, his habit was to give back. When someone would give him a gift, he would give a gift in return. Even to the point that Aisha رضي الله when she would give sadaqah, when she would give a sadaqah, she would say to the servant who would distribute it, she would say that, ما قالوا, what did they say? So the servant would say, قالوا بارك الله فيكم. They said, بارك الله فيكم. عائشة would say, وفيهم بارك الله. She would say, may Allah bless them. Why? She would say, نرد عليهم مثل ما قالوا ويبقى أجرنا أجرنا لنا. She said that what we would do is we would respond to them with the same that they said so that we can keep the reward. So we can keep the reward. Subhanallah it's a beautiful example. So she would give sadaqah. When she would give the sadaqah, she would send it with the servant. When she would send the sadaqah, the servant gives the sadaqah, what would the servant, what would the person getting the sadaqah do? Say, jazakallahu khairan. What would Aisha say? May Allah reward you too. Why? Because she doesn't want that, that to be paying back She wants the reward of giving without anything in return She wanted the reward of giving without anything in return But Jazakallahu khairan could be something in return So what she would do is When they would say Barakallahu Feekum She would say Wa Feehim barakallahu and may Allah bless them So that she's paid them back for saying Barakallahu Fikum, she paid them back for saying Barakallahu Fikum She's paid them back for that For saying Barakallahu Fikum And she has the reward of giving the sadaqa. So even with Jazakallahu khairan, This is to the extent the Sahaba took it Even Jazakallahu Khayran, they would pay it back Even Barakallahu Fika, they would pay it back They wouldn't let someone say Jazakallahu khairan Or someone say Barakallahu Fika Without saying the same thing back to them so that the reward stays for them otherwise they used to fear that maybe I give a sadaqah the person said jazakallahu khairan so now we are equal but I want to be from the people about whom Allah said Wa min ni'matin there is no one that has any favor over them that can be paid back no one has any favor over them that can be paid back so I want to be even when they say jazakallahu khairan I will say and may Allah reward you Wa or I will say wajazakallahu khairan, And may Allah reward you too Barakallahu fikum Wa fikum barakallah And may Allah bless you too So that we are equal in this And the sadaqah remains a reward for me There's nothing wrong with you giving sadaqah And not waiting for the response Or not saying wafika barakallah or something that's absolutely fine but we're talking about the one who wants to be among the best of the people of taqwa we're talking about striving for the highest levels of taqwa then no doubt for a person not to have any favor that anyone did for them not to have any blessing over them or any favor over them this is from among the best things that a person can aim for and that a person always tries to pay People back If they can't pay people back in kind Then in reward Then in dua If they can't pay people back in kind Then pay them back in dua Because you can't maybe pay them back in kind Somebody was there for you at a difficult time Maybe you will not be able to be there for them in a similar time You can't find the same way to to pay them back in kind So instead what you do is you make dua for them Until you feel that you have Paid them back And that's why when you hear someone Making dua for you like that Then Aisha what she would do is reply back to them So that still that that extra reward of the sadaqa Would remain without any favor being given back Without any kind of recompense Or anything in the worldly life that you got back from it But if you gave sadaqah and someone said Jazakallah khairan You took a benefit back You gave something and you took something but they wanted to be from the people who gave and they didn't take anything so when the person would say barakallahu feekum wa barakallah, And may allah bless them too so that they the sadaqah that they gave was something for which they received nothing in return and this can be a principle that you can live your life by we only give you food for the sake of Allah We don't want any reward from you or any thanks and if a person lives their life like this Wallah they will be from the most successful and happy of people and I think it's one of the most basic concepts of feelings content like self content being being self contentment being content with yourself is not to expect things from other people and not to expect reward not to expect people to be kind to you like you are kind to them The more you attach your heart to Allah And you ask it from Allah That's what, that's what matters And that's how you should be in everything Whether it's your sadaqah or anything else Relationship with your family members The Prophet said The one who keeps ties with the family members Is not the one who does so Because they do so reciprocally they give, he gives, they give. He keeps ties, they keep ties. If you behave like that, you'll always be disappointed with people. But if you try to be the one who gives and doesn't expect anything back, the one who gives when people never gave anything to you, then this is what will bring a person about self contentment and تنفس, purification of the soul. It's another means to purify the soul. The person who gives their wealth and purifies themselves and their wealth. One of the means they purify themselves with is they don't expect any favour from anyone and they're not doing it in response to something someone else did for them. And they avoid people doing favours for them wherever possible without paying them back. Like the Prophet uh, he said that no one has ever done something except that we paid we, we paid them back. We did. We gave them back what they gave. Like We did to them the good that they did to us. Except for Abu Bakr. رضي الله عنه إِلَّا Illa أَوَجِهِ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَىٰ إِلَّا here is, and Allah knows best, مُنْقَطِعْ Which means that it doesn't mean accept here. Illa generally means accept. When it comes in the Qur'an, the word إِلَّا, it means accept accept however illa it can come which we call منقطع, broken meaning that it doesn't refer to this to the objects that were mentioned before or the things that were mentioned before and the meaning of it then it becomes the meaning of lacking however so بتغى, however seeking the face of their Lord the most high seeking the face of their Lord, the Most High. Uh, he is seeking the face of their Lord. Ibn Kathir Ta'ala, he said, seeking to see the face of Allah in Jannah. And it seems to me that this is what the Salaf understood. ta'ala. And that's what Shaykh Bnin said ta'ala when he was asked about it, that the Asl al that the basic principle is. When, the, when it says إِلَّا except seeking the face of their Lord, then it means to seek to see His face in Jannah. And there's no need for us to change that meaning to say, to seek His reward or to seek His paradise or something like that, rather to seek the face of Allah, to seek to look at the face of Allah Azza wa the Most High. This is what appears to me from what, what I looked at from the statements of the scholars, that this idea of it, meaning seeking the reward of Allah, that requires you know, it requires us to see from among the salaf who said this. That wajhi a'la means seeking his reward. We have to go back and see who said this from the early scholars. Uh, but generally speaking, like Shaykh Ibn taala said, the basic meaning of that is seeking to see the face of Allah in Jannah. And that's the meaning that was taken by Ibn al-Kathir And it is, to me, it's Al-Azhar It's what is the most apparent meaning of the ayah And Allah knows best That the only reason this person is giving the Sadaqah Is because of seeing the face of Allah in Paradise And that, of course, includes the rewards of Paradise that come with it They want the reward of Allah And the greatest of the rewards that Allah will give to the people of Jannah is to look at His face. Faces on that day will be bright looking at their Lord. And Allah said about the disbelievers On that day they will be veiled and covered so they will not be able to see their Lord. So the greatest reward. Of the people of Jannah is to look at the face of Allah Azza wa and that's what people. what That's what that's what people are racing each other for. Wa fi Let the people compete with each other in this, in seeking the face of Allah Azza wa al-A'la, al-A'la. And Allah Azza wa is al-A'la, the Most High, and the ulu of Allah Azza wa Jal, the highness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. The Highness of Allah جل, it refers to three types of Highness uh, It refers to عُلُو ذَاتٍ وَعُلُو قَدْرٍ وَعُلُو قَهْرٍ And Ahl Sunnati Wal Jama'a They affirmed all of these three It affirms that Allah Himself is high above His creation He's above His Arsh And that's why the poet as he said كَذَا لَهُ الْعُلُو والفوقية عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ بِلَا كيفية. In this way Allah Azza wa Jalla He has He is high and He is above His creation subhanahu wa ta'ala That's how we describe Allah And as we mentioned before in other lectures There are thousands of proofs Some of the scholars said a thousand Some of them said two thousand That prove that Allah Azza Is above His creation And there are many many evidences for this in the Qur'an, in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and among them is the name of Allah al A'la, the Most High that Allah Himself is above His creation, high above them Himself Likewise in status, Allah is also the Most High and likewise in Allah is compelling and uh, that none can, none can uh, go against His command and that he, if he says, kun fayakun be and it is, and none has a chance to uh, to decline or deny the command of Allah when it comes. This is also from the ulu of Allah, Ulu Qahr, the fact that Allah subjugates his slaves, all of them are below Allah and Allah is above them. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Himself is above his creation. We don't say that Allah is everywhere. We say that Allah is above, like the slave girl when she was brought before the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and he said to her, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa Anha. He said to her, Ain Allah, where is Allah? She said, Fi Allah is above the heavens. The Prophet said to her, Man Anna, who am I? She said, You are the messenger of Allah. He said, Free her, for Innaha Mu'mina, for she is a believer. She said that Allah is above the heavens Jalla High in His High above the heavens Subhanahu ta'ala Above His creation Subhanahu wa ta'ala So we describe Allah Azza wa with Al-Ulu With Highness And we say that Allah is above With Al-Fawqiyyah That Allah is above That's how Allah described Himself That's how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi described Him And that's what's right and appropriate to say about Allah that's what's, that's what's the correct thing to say about Allah. Azzawajal. Anyone who says that Allah Azzawajal is everywhere, this is a, an evil statement to make against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to say that Allah is everywhere. Because that would entail that Allah Azzawajal is present inside of the disbeliever or inside of the idols or the temples, the places which are impure, the bathrooms and so on, that's not allowed to say such things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore we do not say that Allah is everywhere nor did Allah say that he is everywhere nor did the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم say that he is everywhere rather the correct thing to say is that Allah is above his creation that's what Allah is he said a'la say subhanahu rabbi al the one who is the highest the one who is the highest and Allah جل, uh, he told us aamintum man do you feel safe that the one who is in the heavens is going to cause yaksifa bi kumul cause the earth to swallow you up? For either Allah azza wa jal said, Inna anzalna hu fi laylat al qadr. We sent it down in laylat al qadr. Allah azza wa jal said, Ilayhi yasadul kalim al To him rises up the good word. Well, al amalussaalh yarfa'u, and the righteous deeds are raised up to him. And we said the Prophet Sallallahu specifically asked the servant girl where is Allah and she said Allah is above the heavens and he said free her for she is a believer. So this is all from I mean, the things that prove that Allah Azza wa Jal is above and is described with Ulu, Highness and Fawqiyyah. But that Highness doesn't just mean himself, also his status is the highest and also his power and subjugation of his slaves is also the highest, and all of these three are true about Allah Azza wa Jalla. Illa batiqa A'la. However, we said illa here means however. However, seeking the face of their Lord, the Most High, that's the reason why they wanted to do, to give this sadaqa, to purify themselves, to get what is with Allah to look at the face of Allah to have all of the blessings of paradise uh, among which the best of them and the highest of them is to look at the face of Allah That's what they wanted that's, that's why they did what they did And this is all about sincerity in terms of making the efforts in terms of how a person seeks to purify themselves and get near to Allah Then Allah said sawfa yarda And that person will certainly be content. Will certainly be content. As we said, many of the scholars of Tafsir, they said this, these ayat were all revealed about Abu Bakr. But we can make it more general than that because we said Al-Atqa here doesn't have to mean the one with the most taqwa. It can mean at the one who has taqwa and this person who has this description uh, of giving their wealth in that way this person will certainly be content and that's why Ibn Kathir, he said about this sifat." whoever has these descriptions of a taqwa يتزكى, who gives their wealth in zakah purifying themselves and purifying their wealth. And doesn't have any favor from anyone in the past or expecting any favor in the future. Illa وَجِهِ رَبِّهِ الْعَلَى only seeking the face of Allah the Most High, the one who this is their description, that person will certainly be content. And the Lamb here is Jawab Qasim, it's answering an oath. It's as though Allah said, Wallahi. By Allah, that person will certainly be content The contentment here doesn't have to be only in the Akhira Rather, that person will be content in the dunya and the akhirah. And one of the things that makes you content in the dunya, as we said Is that you don't expect reward or favors from people You don't ask for them and you don't expect them Neither in the past nor in the future So in the past you don't expect favors from people Sorry, in the present, in the future you don't expect favors from people In the past you don't encourage people to do favors for you So that you are then tied to doing favors for them Or you feel burdened to do favors for them Rather you want to do favors for them Without them having done anything for you And if you do that it will bring you contentment in the dunya and the greater contentment, which is the contentment of the contentment of the Akhirah. And there's no doubt that doing things for other people, helping out other people, is from the major means for a person to achieve contentment in this dunya and in the Akhirah. Doing things for other people, looking out for other people, being the one who rushes to help out people when they need help this is what brings a person contentment in the dunya and in the akhirah the more you look out for other people and you try to be the one who is giving not the one who is taking from people not the one who is in need of help and that doesn't mean your circumstances because you're not in control of what your circumstances are but you're not the one who seeks and goes out looking for help for your problems we all have we all have problems but you're not rushing and looking for that help from people you only want it from allah so And likewise, when you help people, you're looking to help other people with their problems. So you rush to help other people, but you don't rush for people to help you. That is the description of the one about whom Allah said, This person will be truly content. As for their contentment, in the Akhirah, we said, uh, some of the scholars, they, they said these ayat were revealed about Abu Bakr. In fact, it said, that there is ijma that the ayat were revealed about Abu Bakr there's consensus on the matter and as we said it doesn't have to be limited to that so there's no doubt that Abu Bakr is among the most is the most deserving of the people after the prophets and the messengers والسلام, to be mentioned with these characteristics but it doesn't exclude others from having a part of that a part of that and from this is the statement of the Prophet taala li al Jannah. Allah will say to the people of Jannah يَا أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فَيَقُولُونَ لَبَّيْكَ وَسَعْدَيْكَ وَالْخَيْرُ كُلُّهُ فِي يَدَيْكَ He will say, O oh people of Jannah The people of Jannah will respond لَبَّيْكُ وَسَعْدَيْكُ We're here, O oh Allah and We're answering your call, O oh Allah And all good is in your hands فَيَقُولَ هَلْ رضيتم. He will say, are you content? He will say to the people of Jannah Are you content? فَيَقُولُونَ وَمَا لَنَا لَا نَرْضَى يَا رَبِّ وَقَدْ أَعْطَيْتَنَا مَا لَمْ تُعْطِي أَحَدًا مِنْ خَلْقِكَ They said, how can we not be content, O Lord, when you have given us what you haven't given anyone else from your creation? فَيَقُولَ أَلَا أَعْطِيكُ أَفْضَلَ مِنْ ذَلِكِ He will say, should I not give you better than that? فَيَقُولُونَ يَا رَبْ وَأَيُّ شَيْءٍ أَفْضَلُ مِنْ ذَلِكِ They will say, Oh Lord, which thing is better than that? What is there that can be better than what you have given us? He said that I will cause my pleasure in my contentment to be upon you and I will never be angry with you ever again. The hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And also from the ahadith of Bukhari and Muslim, it's a statement of the Prophet ﷺ, الجنة الجنة, When the people of Jannah enter paradise, يَقُولُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى Allah will say to them, تُرِيدُونَ شَيْئًا أَزِيدُكُمْ Do you want something that I can give you more? فَيَقُولُونَ alam Wujuhana, have you not made our faces bright? Did you not enter us into paradise? And did you not save us from the fire? Said then, Allah will remove the veil that is between them and Him, and they have never been given anything more beloved to them. Then looking at the face of their Lord, tabaraka wa ta'ala, looking at their Lord, tabaraka wa ta'ala, blessed and exalted. That person will certainly be content with what Allah has given them and the reward of Allah is what is more important. And that's what we should be connecting ourselves to. Like we said, a person who gives back what is given to them, this is good. A person is a good person, we're not taking anything away from that But the person who does things without asking for anything, hoping for anything Or having anything that they have to pay back in the first place That person is the one who is striving for that contentment uh, That Allah that is with Allah That exceeds everything that a person has been given in the life of this world. Rather, it even exceeds everything that has been given to them from the blessings of Jannah, the contentment of Allah. And the pleasure of Allah is better than all of that. And better than all of that is to look at the face of Allah Jal in paradise. May Allah make you and I from those who look upon the face of Allah in al Al-A'la in the highest part of paradise. Allah is the one that we trust in to answer our dua, and he is the one who is able to do all things. Jazakumullah khairan for watching. Please subscribe, share, and you can visit muhammadtim.com.